Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. everybody this is michael clone with mimosas with michael uh again for another awesome podcast this time i have an awesome person by the name of brantley j brown um and it's really cool and you know what's so cool is us um filming here in my backyard i get my one of my neighbors is smoking so i get to smell that <laughs> um so <laughs> you you've been on the show a few times because you were on the show with we talked about one of our projects and then you've been on the show when um we did Horror House Media, but you get to, this is your own episode. You get to do your own episode now. I know. So now we're going to do the, the Brantley J. Brown show for the next 30 minutes. So how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, well, I mean, I guess as good as anybody can be during all of this uh, craziness. <laughs> True. True. Although by the time this airs, it's probably going to be past... Um, at least when the when the quarantine is lifted, so there's at least that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm kind of going to be sad when the quarantine is over, honestly, because I feel like I've gotten more work done as a writer on quarantine. <laughs> well, and that's actually true. And you and I, distractions. true. You and I, and we write together, so we've been we've been able to do a lot of projects, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, it's just, I think from here, it's just, it's been about trying to create a good habit that we can yeah. carry over into, you know, I mean, it's still going to be a couple of weeks or so before I think work really, really picks up like full, yeah. full steady. So, I mean, we, we still got to carry this, 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 um, I can hear you get notifications. You must be important. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, I, it's weird. I swear when I'm on a phone call, mm -hmm. everything starts blowing up. But whenever I'm not doing anything at all, nothing. <laughs> I think that's just how life is. It's so funny. Um, so how you guys have been good. Um, what's the weather like where you are? Right now it's really hot. It's almost 100. But I think it's supposed to drop back down into the 70s this week coming up. Okay, good. Yeah, it's actually cooled down a bit here in Los Angeles states. It's beautiful. So. Um, I mean, I, I know your story because we talk every day. Like I said, we're, we're writing partners and we're like best mm -hmm. friends, but, um, let's, let's just talk about who Brantley is, um, about like what made you come move close to LA and then, um, kind of just like your love for horror. Um, I'm going to make this all about okay. just like Brantley Brown, Brown, the, the horror guy. Okay. <laughs> well then let's start with and I'll, of course i'll do the abridged version um i've loved horror it's, movies it's my only entire life. it's only a 30 minute show right yeah <laughs> um well i've loved horror movies my entire life i think i watched the original halloween for the first time on vhs um some of you might not know what vhs is but it was uh before dvd um yeah right. uh, but i watched it on my mom and dad's old big box TV with the big wood frame and 
fell in love with horror movies. Uh, couldn't get enough of them. They'd always take me to the video store, rent them. So I always decided that I, I said I was going to, and I'm a little kid. I don't even really know what goes into it. I just knew I wanted to make them, you know? And so uh, as I got older, I developed a love for writing, wrote fan fiction scripts all the way through um, junior high and high school. And then uh, I kind of put it away and decided that it was probably not something that would ever really happen. I was living in the Midwest and there's no market for it out there. Um, So then flash forward years later and I'm 32 years old and suddenly I've hit a point in life where nothing's making me happy. Any job that I have is not fulfilling. And um, my fiance, AJ, was just about to finish college. So there was this window of opportunity and I just threw out there kind of jokingly, so let's go to California. I want to write movies. And I'm thinking he's going to dismiss it. And then three months later, we're in California. Um, And that's what I got here. And since then, I met you um, through a mutual friend. And we became great friends. And that was actually what was kind of awesome about how we began um, our journey making films together. It wasn't about that originally. Um, I just needed somebody uh, that I could talk to, a, you know, a friend. And because I had no family out here um, in California. And that's how we started. Uh, just normal talking. And then found out I was a writer. You read a little bit of a script I wrote, Chuckles. And then we started writing together. And then what has that been? Almost three years ago? Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe three years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah three years. years. I mean, maybe two. Yeah. Maybe a little over two, I think. I just don't think it's been three years. But I do know you moved here. You moved here almost three years ago. So it's been about two and a half because we didn't start right away. Right, we built the we built yeah we built the friendship first, so I don't think I don't even think we started even considering that it probably till six seven months of you being here, so I'll say two and a half years. Yeah, so, so my qu- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, your 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 internet's really slow, so sometimes you're breaking up. So I, I'm going to try not to. Yeah, I'm going to try not to to interrupt, so that way hopefully you can hear me. But um, so let's just say. Nowadays, in, in in this sort of like climate of like um, internet and the webs and stuff, that you you could you can write anywhere. Let's just say that, right? So our manager Matt has a client who lives on the East Coast, and he can write. So why LA? Let's just think that. Like what? Like you know what I'm saying? Like in this day and age where you can write anywhere, what made you decide to just come to LA specifically? You could have went anywhere. I guess it's because in reality, where writing would be, can, I, I would consider it my number one passion yeah in the end of the day i want to be somewhere where i can make movies and that means in any uh, way possible yeah. and even though you can make movies anywhere you know they fly film crews it's just universally accepted that los angeles and hollywood is the sort of the capital of the film industry true i mean look i mean i've traveled the world doing it so um and then my other question is is and I, and I know what my answer would be to this, but like, why horror? I mean, I mean, of course we write everything else besides horror. So that's, but like, why horror? Yeah. Like, 
I said this, I was talking to, um, on a previous podcast to, um, to Dana and Rory. And I was like, I go, if Brantley just died as a horror writer, he would be so excited. Like that would be the legacy you want to leave behind. Cause we've talked about this before. Yeah. So, so why horror? I want, I want to hear from you. Like what, what about horror do you love? Well, it's therapy. No, um, my no, no I agree with that. that. I agree with that. I always tell people, I always tell people that anybody who writes horror or watches horror is very well adjusted. I've always said that because I think it's therapy. Yeah, it is a little bit therapy. Uh, horror stories in general, whether it's a film or a book, um, I think it's a accepted way to deal with all of the bad things that happen in the world. You can take everything that you see in the news and kind of rearrange it and slap a, you know, slap a mask on it. And it's easier for people to digest. Okay. I agree with that. I, I, because, I, I, you know me, I go to or every horror convention. I'm all up in it. And, and everybody's like, why horror? And I always kind of know my answer. It's very similar to you. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I, again, because I think it's therapeutic. But, you know, it's I get, like. And I guess it's also safe to say, I mean, and it's a generic answer. I just love scary movies. I don't know why. If you gave me an option of every genre of film that there is, I will always choose a horror movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I just like that thrill. <laughs> well, I think I think I think there's something to that. But I tell people, I go in, in my case, it's. I mean, yes, I love horror. It's not just horror specific, but I also love the culture of horror because, I mean, look, we've gone to uh, several horror conventions and we've had a great time. We've met other like-minded people, you know, and I think there's something. Mm-hmm. something sort of awesome about that per se. So it's not just a, um, a horror movie. Thing. For me, it's the culture. I, I love the people. I think they're great. They're fun. Um, I don't know. It's just, I've always intrigued at like, what about horror? So I always ask that to people who are love horror. Like, what about it do you like or enjoy? I think but I'm I know, starting, I, know you I think I'm starting to understand like what you say, where, where you like the, uh, the, um, the community of, of horror. Yeah, there's I wasn't as aware of that, um, um, you know, because there is such a, 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 it's almost like a, it's a family, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, horror fans and horror filmmakers. And I only really started to understand the scope of that once I started professionally writing. And like you said, going to conventions with you and meeting the other people, um, it's, it's, it's strange. Nobody looks at you. You can talk about your ideas and what you're working on or what you've worked on. And I have not met anybody yet who is like, oh my God, well, I would have done something like this. They're all like, oh, that's awesome. You know, that's a really yeah. cool idea. That's, you know, they're supportive. And I don't know that that's, very common in the film industry because you know it seems like everybody's always trying to get ahead i suppose i mean yeah i guess you're right i mean i've seen both sides but i do find it i mean you are correct because i do find that in the in the horror community it's like um the the horror fans specifically love horror like they love it they eat breathe Mm -hmm. it um and of course i get that from my cousin mr meat hook 
um, who's just like is obsessed yeah. with it. But the the community is so great. So they're not like I don't I don't see them trying to cut each other down because they love the genre so much that they're just like, oh my god, you're gonna make another horror movie. Like it's almost like they try to find ways to, to kind yeah. of like well, as, as I always say. I use that term lift you up. They're like, Oh my God, please do it. Like, what can I do to help you? I'll vlog about it. I'll, you know, post about it. They just get so excited. And I think it's, it's part of that passion. That's sort of, cause you know me and you and I are the same. We're like driven solely by our passion. Yeah. So I think. Absolutely. So when you go out and you talk to like, I mean, dare I say fans, because they're also our good friends, but it's like, we just talk to these people mm. and it's like, they're just like, you're doing horror. Like it's so, like their their passion and their excitement elevates your passion and excitement, right? I love that. Exactly. I love that about it. Exactly. So, and then, um, what is your? I, I it's so weird because I know all these all these answers, but I'm asking them anyways <laughs> in the form of like, but what is your writing style? So I would say like if, uh, when when we start going to like screenings of our movies and people ask you like, oh, what's your writing style or how did you do that? How would you answer that question? Uh, my writing style. Um, like, like, I can see somebody in the audience going, Mr. Brown, I'm such a big fan of your movie. Like, what is your writing style? Like, how did you get the idea? Or like, where, you know, where do you get your motivation? Uh, honestly, yes, I don't quite know how to describe it because it's, it's even weird to me. Um, ideas come at the most random times. Okay. Uh, Chuckles, for example, I got the idea for that because I was going through a Halloween store and I saw a really scary clown mask and it bothered me so much I couldn't get it out of my head and I decided the only way to exercise that demon was to write a movie about a guy in a killer in a clown mask. <laughs> you know, and it... Uh, I mean, I, I tell people I, all this... It's very chaotic. Well, I tell people all the time that um, I'm kind of inspired by by life like the things that sort of happen around you and i think that's sort of like a good example of it like you saw this thing at a store and you're like holy shit that's scary af and then you're like so scary that i had to write about it and i've read chuckles it's very right. scary i think it's a great script it's very scary so um you're welcome that's very motivating <laughs> um so that's kind of cool. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. You told us story before. I, I feel like you've told me that you're haunted by a ghost. So perhaps maybe that motivates you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a, a history with the supernatural. Well, that's weird, though. Because um, even people who, like, uh, like my fiancé, he believes me but you know he's i still gives me the weirdest looks when i talk about things that have happened to me <laughs> right well you know you know i accept you i, grew up I think in a it's because house. it hasn't happened to him so he doesn't understand it right well i mean i grew up in a haunted house so i get it you know i mean and i think a lot of that is sort of like why i get how scary and terrifying it is and a lot of that i can transfer over to like paper or movies so mm -hmm. i don't know like you get, it's all therapeutic. Hey, so, is, so but in fact, helicopter. Hey, this is real life happening right now. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I live um, in LA, so we always have air. You know, though. Oddly enough, our script, Delapispo Road, 
should have been therapeutic for me considering that it was a it's about um the supernatural but you yeah. know that that writing that script gave me more anxiety than anything else i've written and i think it's because i was worried that i would piss something off <laughs> around oh. me That's the, Okay. Kind of the same reason I don't like playing with Ouija boards, you know? Why why poke the bear? <laughs> no, no, I totally I totally get that. You're like it's just like sometimes you don't wanna rustle up the uh the you know, the the uh evil spirits. I get that. But you know, in a way you could look at it as like it's an ode to who they are. It's not like you know, it's like, oh yeah. I, I Because you know, when we were when we were approached by um by Richardson to do Azili, the short film that we want to adapt it to a feature um, his goal, his his goal was like, um, yes, it deals with voodoo, but it's it's about the the good and the bad. It's it, it covers sort of, sort of shows both sides. Whereas most people just do um, a voodoo movie and it's all evil. But he's like, there's there's good parts, and I think in a way it's sort of like how you and I write, where we always try to do good versus evil, and show both mm-hmm. sides. So um, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but I feel like. That's sort of like how we should approach things, or maybe that's how you should approach things when you write. So that way, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm writing about this specific thing, but just understand that I'm paying ode to it, and it's it's something that we have to deal with in life. I mean, people do play with Ouija boards, although I get you, that shit terrifies the hell out of me. <laughs> like it, it's one thing if you're a casual um, supernatural enthusiast, and you know it's all fun and games. It's like let's go ghost hunting or Let's let's play with the Ouija board. But if you've ever ever experienced anything and it was even a little bit creepy and you know unexplainable, it is different. You know, yeah. it's like I've already, you know, I've already run into it and I didn't ask for it. Why would I want to? <laughs> um, I know, right? Well, I mean, and I, I've told the story before how like before I did a feature, um, I ended up. I ended up doing some sort of like ghost hunting with some of the, the the crews and stuff. And it's like, that was terrifying. I mean, some of the stuff that happened and I'm telling you, it followed me home because um, I had this, this, um, well, I told you the story. Like I had this, um, a, a fire alarm in my room, like a little smoke alarm. And that thing didn't make noise for three years. And I'm telling you the night that I went ghost hunting, that night that motherfucker went off at three o'clock in the morning and everybody's like, no, no, it's because a battery died. I'm like, probably, but that's, I mean, it's all coincidental, but that was the one night. It hasn't yeah, had you, know, you, a- told me, you told me that story when I was staying with you, when I was working on that film set for the movie, uh, dark. Oh, but that was at the other as house. It wasn't trying, here. As we're trying to go to bed. Yeah. And just the story alone was very creepy. It was creepy. You're not. You're not wrong. I know it was creepy. And um, I lived it. I lived it. It bothered. It bothered me. I didn't want to actually go to sleep after that. Like, and you, honestly, that should be a movie. <laughs> that should be a movie. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> it would scare that you, It's a good thing that you and I are writers. And hey, Brantley, I have a question for you. Hey, um, Michael, I, I might have an answer. Um. <laughs> You talk as much as I do, so I guarantee you have an answer. Um, okay. Which I love because I can call you for five minutes, and forty-five minutes later, we'll finally start talking about it. Um, yeah. If you could, if you could remember, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? 
if I could be remembered for one thing, yeah, scaring people. I think that's a great. I think it's a great answer. Because I, I tell people all the time, I want to be that the kind a of really nice <laughs> guy with the blonde hair and blue eyes from the Midwest. I want to scare the hell out of people. Well, I tell people my goal always is, is I want to be the kind of writer that people learn about in schools. Or the kind of mm -hmm. kind of artist, the writer, filmmaker, so uh, photographer, whatever. I want to be the kind of person that people learn about in schools. So I want to inspire people long after I've passed on. So I think that's yeah, um, yeah, and I... I guess if I really, really, really had any big aspirations in my career, uh, it's similar. Uh, maybe a little more as revered as Wes Craven or John Carpenter. Not saying that I'm anywhere near as good as them, but it's it's similar to what you, you were talking about. They are studied in film school. They're films. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who who want want to be studied in school? I think that's, you know, you're inspiring mm -hmm. the masses long long after, after you pass on. Yeah, so I, th I think that's kind of cool. And um, I mean, did you ever think that like you would come out here and like two and a half years later, like you'd have a manager and an agent and like a writing partner and like you you would be talking to people like Eileen Dietz who came and did a reading of Chuckles. It's like, it's, I think it's like. Not. <laughs> wait, wait, so. Say that again because your connection was bad. Say that one more time. I, absolutely not. Um, in fact, I gave myself a goal um, of 10 years Okay. with okay. complete and total faith that I was going to fail right off the bat. You know, yeah, I was trying to be realistic, um, which that's a funny word, realistic, because in reality – that didn't happen. I got very lucky. Um, but no, I didn't think two and a half years later that I would now have worked on two award-winning short films with you. Um, three short films altogether um, that have gotten great reviews. Uh, I didn't think that we would have written, what is it? Seven feature films or nine? Uh, I think, I don't know. I feel like I have to look, but it's either seven films in nine months or nine films in seven months. I mean, I don't even, yeah, it was so, so much. Lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that we would be the, the writers of a potential new franchise, which we can't really talk too much about right now. Can't talk about um, it. Nope. Can't talk about it. Not yet. Not yet. Other than the fact that we are working on something, <laughs> that'll that'll be a that'll be a future podcast, and we'll have to find somebody to interview yeah. both of us since we're working on it together. But um, there's all kinds of things, and uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun. Hey, so so if you could work with any um, horror actor or actress, who would it be? I, I want to know if I think mm. I know who it is. Oh my god. Oh my God! Uh, this is not fair because there's like several. Uh, okay, okay. So I'll make it easier. Can Give, I break it into categories? Well, you can either do a category, or you could do a man or a woman. Whatever's easier for you. Yeah, do categories. Okay, that'll make you happy. Okay. All right. Within the genre, 
Okay. The actor or actress that I would most like to meet and or work with as a villain would probably be Kane Hodder. Yeah, but you've met Kane Hodder. And that's a tough one because I've met him, but work with, but I would love to meet Robert England. Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I'm a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. And I met him I, last year at Texas Nightmare Weekend, and he's wonderful. I mean, he's probably that one. I mean, he's so nice. And he loves wine. So we were drinking wine together. Um, now, female-wise, one person I have not met that I would love to meet is Heather Lane. Oh, yeah. Heather's, Heather's great. I love her. Um, but I've already met so many amazing people get a chance to be within, you know, three feet of them <laughs> and have oh, conversations with people. I've met so many people now, though, that I oh, never yeah, yeah, thought yeah. I would, uh, you know, step within three feet of. Uh, so it, it's kind of weird now because um, I've already kind of blown a lot of my wish list. Um, out of the water because people that I thought, oh, I'd love to meet them. I've met them now. And some I've, uh, you know, developed a good rapport with. It's weird, too, now that I can watch some of my favorite movies and I'm like, oh, I know them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's because, it's, you know, after working in film for 14 years, it's like I can't watch any TV show or movie or commercial without knowing somebody on a personal level. And it's sort of like it's it's sort of humbling because you're like, yeah, it, it's like this is my industry. So it's, mm -hmm. but it's kind of cool how like, like you look back at at the life you had like, even five years ago, and you're like, never did I think ever, no, be here. I, and then it's also it's also exciting to know how like even mm -hmm. in five years how much more, it's you can change and grow. So I love it about that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, um, it's uh, it's been been amazing. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I know you're still fairly new in the industry, but if you could, uh, cause I kind of have to wrap things up sadly, but if, um, you could give any advice to somebody who's, um, younger and just getting started in the industry, like what advice would you give? I know you're still fairly new. Um, but let's just say, you okay. know, you're being interviewed and someone's like, Mr. Brown, like I'm a huge fan of your work. Like how can I get started or what advice would you give? My advice would be, um, to somebody starting out trying to get into this industry as the writer don't be afraid to work that is one of the biggest mistakes i think somebody could make is they think they're going to come out here they have expectations about how quick it should happen and they get discouraged and they stop putting in the effort and be prepared to not make money and that's okay because if you come out here and your only goal is to make a lot of money, you're going to be really disappointed because nobody comes in here and just breaks into the business and starts breaking in millions of dollars. It doesn't happen like that. You have you to work. be determined and work for it. That's my biggest piece of advice I could give to somebody because that's what I do. And look, you, you know, you're, you've been in the industry for longer than I have and you still know it's constantly working towards your goals. You can't ever let up. Yeah. Because eventually you'll find somebody who's working harder than you, harder than you that will surpass you. But I mean, eventually you'll hit a place where you can, 
I, I want people to be like, eventually you can slow down because you, you've been established. But when you're, when you're first starting yeah. out trying to get established, like you have to just keep at it. So, and I think that's the thing is people that come out here and they're like, Oh, I'll give it six months. I'll give it a year. But I mean, it takes five years. I've been, I mean, I've been at this for 15, almost 15. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I mean, I just now have a place where people go, people know my name and our managers like, yeah, every time I mention your name, people know you, but I mean, it's taken me tons of work. I also have, you know, 200 credits, but I didn't get those overnight. So, um, right. Right. Brand Brantley, guess what? What? We have to close out the show. Feels like it went really fast. It does go fast. <laughs> but it always does whenever we're talking. I know it goes so fast. Um, but this was fun, and I and I always love talking to you because you, you have as much passion, and you're just as animated as I am. So, um, but I'm gonna put all the links to all the awesome stuff that we're working on down below on the show notes and your Instagram and stuff. But um, Brantley, thank you so much for taking time out of your. Um, and I know you're busy because we're working on everything together. So. Um, I know. But, thank, yeah. <laughs> but this was this was the Brantley J. Brown episode. Finally, we've been working to get on for so long. I know. I know. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's going to be one of many. Next time we do this, I'll actually have a, a mimosa. Because one thing Michael knows about me, if I'm drinking, I'm even way more talkative. And, oh, I'm the same way. <laughs> and I, that's why I had, a, I had a white claw today. But um, anyways, Brantley, um, I know your Instagram and stuff is just Brantley J. Brown. But again, I'll link it below. And, um, and, um, you're a rock star and I, I, I'm so grateful to have you in my life and I'm so grateful to have you as one of my friends and my writing partner. And, um, we're going to do a lot. I see a lot of great things. So, um, um, I just want to say publicly, thank you for believing in me. I know we took a chance on each other as writing partners. Um, and I think that we've, yeah, I think we've grown a lot as, as friends, as writing partners. So I agree. Um, so, everybody, this is Michael Cologne with Mimosas with Michael. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes Radio, um, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Um, and then you can also check us out at mimosaswithmichael.com. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs>